the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. You are destined for the throne. 2 Corinthians 4, 6-7 For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made His light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Now, Brother Paul, the apostle, wrote this passage. There's a mystery here that God has appointed him, apparently, to reveal to us. There's something in his writing there that could bring any believer to a position of such great power. What he has written there is absolutely divine, deep truth, truth that captivates one's mind and causes deep thinking. I believe if Brother Paul was here today, the writer of most of the New Testament, that he would bring us the revealing truth of who we are in Christ Jesus and what we have. Trouble may seem everywhere, but you are destined for the throne and nothing is going to stop that. Paul said there's a treasure in you. It shines and brought forth out of the darkness and now it is displayed in you. But what treasure is hidden in you? Christ living alive in you. His dunamis, explosive, dynamic power is available to every believer. And if you aren't a believer, then stay with us to the end of the message so that we can pray a prayer with you. When you first came into Christ, you were a babe. The Bible tells us that we grow into perfection. We must be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. This perfection he's talking about is maturity. It means being spiritually mature. God is calling a remnant that holds fast to his word because they are destined to the throne. They are the ones who live to serve. They stay in the word. You see right now, the remnant can spiritually discern the things of God. The more time you spend in the word, you discern what is and isn't God. You can discern his spirit. The Lord has given you his Holy Spirit, the all knowing spirit of God. It's hidden 
and an earthly vessel. That's what Paul is talking about, the spirit of the Messiah. God wants us to step into such a dynamic communion relationships that our prayers alter the course of events. Our prayers led by the Holy Spirit put things back on track. Displays of miracles and powers are the manifestation of a living God, a risen Christ. That's why God does the miracles that he does. The miracles, signs and wonders that follow the believer prove that there is a living God and that Christ is risen from the dead. There's a power at work in you. The world cannot comprehend or stop it. Paul tells us that Christ was working in him, and it wasn't him himself. It wasn't him. It was Christ working in him, living in him. This power of God caused Paul to be able to stand in the face of difficult circumstance, cruelty of man, and natural disaster. God is lifting up a people who know imitating Christ just isn't enough. There is a people who participate with Christ. They live from a different dimension. You see, as things are shaken around us, what remains will come forth. Every institution that man has put their belief in, that man believes is established and strong and can't be moved. Every institution is being shaken that we have put our trust in. It's being shaken to the very core. The remnant church of believers in Christ are not shaken. They cannot be moved because they are fixed on what is unshakable. Their faith is fixed by God because the power of the word of God, God is moving swiftly to take over the earth. He shall rule and a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Now the one whose spirit is hidden in you. The government, God's government, is upon him. Think on this for a moment. The magnificent one has hidden his spirit within you. And the one who sits upon the throne, his hidden treasure in an earthly vessel. Now, you are made of the dust, and but the Son of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, has come to live in you, the presence of the Messiah. Now, earth has met heaven. You are destined for the throne. That's the title of our message today, Destined for the Throne. This is where Satan's plans are frustrated. He deeply seeks to steal from you your place. He doesn't want you to know or live destined for the throne. This is your victorious life. You're set aside in airship. You're sealed by Christ. Satan wants to steal the knowledge of airship from you. He doesn't want you to know that you're destined for greatness. This is where victory lies. He doesn't want you to see yourself as God sees you. He wants you to believe that you're a failure and that you have failed. He wants you to believe that you are unworthy. Your victory lies in knowing that you are created in the image and the likeness of God and your inheritance are the promises of God. The covenant promises you cannot afford one more day being beneath who you are living beneath 
who you are. The prodigal son in the Bible, his father was wealthy and the son took his inheritance from the father and he leaves home and he goes out and he spends all of his inheritance. He spends all of his money. He's engaged in a life of rebellion. He ends up in poverty when he is a rich heir. This parable Jesus told shows us about our position with God. He was blinded and robbed. He removed himself from his position with his father. Satan knows if you and I were removed from our position with God, then we turn and be rebellious towards God, refusing to live by the father's word. And we would leave his kingdom. We would be backslidden and we would suffer. We would suffer like this prodigal son. Satan watches and waits to lure the children of God astray. But I prophesy to you today that God is saying that you will stay close to him. And if you stay so very, very close, you will see for yourself that you are destined to the throne. Keep your relationship with me at all times. I hear the father saying it's a priority. My spirit will empower you. God wants relationship and Satan knows that. He desires to destroy your relationship with God. He told Jesus, fall down and worship me and I will give you the kingdoms of the world. He told Eve that she could eat of the tree of the garden in Eden that the Lord told them not to eat of. He told Eve that it wasn't true that she could eat of the tree. It wasn't true what God told her that she wouldn't die. Genesis 3, 4, the Holy Spirit wants you to be filled with God's word. We know that Eve partook of the tree and spiritually, and her husband partook of the fruit, and spiritually there was a death that brought sin, sickness, and poverty, and all the distresses of man into the world. Satan wants to steal your standing with God. You know, I was telling a group just the other day about my son when he went off to college and so filled with the word, one that even had visions filled with the word of God, that it had great success and athletics and things like that, constantly rising up, you know, being in his Bible, he was consistent with it. And he gets to college and a really smart, worldly professor tells him there is no God. I remember the day that he announced that in the family living room. He was working on his computer and we were all, you know, talking together and he's working on his computer and we're talking about God. And he looked up and he said, mother, you know, there is no God. Well, I want to tell you that my heart hit, it just sunk. It just hit bottom. There is no God. I thought, is this the one that I pushed in the stroller? Is this the one that was in the cradle that I rocked? Is this the one I set up all night long with the fever? Is this the one I taught the word of God? And now he tells me that a very bright professor proved in science that there is no God. Well, I'll tell you what. One day, I took him down to Texas Children's Hospital. There was a call for a nine-year-old little girl, and and one of the church members asked me to come to the hospital to pray for her. And the Lord made it real clear. You know, that, that Sunday morning, the presence of God was so heavy on me. Uh, it was so thick around me. You could have cut it with a knife, it seemed. And I said, son, get your camera. Get the video camera and come to the hospital with me. And I told him, there's a young girl. She's nine years old. She's been in the bed for three months or more. And I've been asked to go and pray for her. Get your camera. 
I want you to go to Texas Children's with me. A long story short, we walked in that room, and there she was with her eyes closed in the bed. I can see her right now. Months, and they can't find a, uh, they can't find a cause for her illness, you know. Oh, the knowledge of God will confine the wise. You know, we need medicine. We need doctors. Oh, but there is a great physician whose knowledge is above all. And I remember walking into the hospital room and laying hands on her. And right when I laid hands on her, you know, she stirred. She opened her eyes. I said to her mother, I said, I'm sorry. I'm trying to wake her up. Just want to pray over. She said, no, if she wakes up, it's, a, it's good because that's what she does. She sleeps almost all day long. It's amazing. So, you know, my young son who doesn't believe in God anymore, he's videoing all this, right? And so I lay hands and I've prayed over her. I want to tell you, in less than an hour after we left, her mother sends us a picture and the picture was of her aunt. The little girl's aunt was in the wheelchair and she was pushing the wheelchair, you know, and she had the helium balloon tied to the chair that we had brought her to the hospital. I'm like, what? What is this? she's not in the wheelchair. What's going on here? She said, Sister Valerie, she got up out of the bed. She had energy and she's pushing her aunt in the wheelchair. Can you believe this? You know, and we, we actually taped the doctor. The doctor was saying, we've never seen anything like this before. She left that hospital. You know, God does miracles, signs and wonders so that others will believe. You know, and so when we left the hospital, you know, later on that day, and and we have that video. If anybody wants to challenge it, we got the video, you know. But he said to me, he said, Mother, did God tell you that he was going to heal her? Now, wait a minute. This is the one that doesn't believe in God. What is he saying to me? Did God tell you that he was going to heal her? God does miracles, signs, and wonders so that those who don't believe will believe. Jesus said, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, believe what you see. Then believe in what you see. He is a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. And I'm telling you today that you're destined for the throne. And because you're destined for the throne, the Messiah, the Spirit of God is living in you to do the works of God. Satan wants to steal that position from you. He doesn't want you to know that you're destined for the throne. Satan wants you to disobey the word of God. Satan wants you to be rebellious against God. The Holy Spirit wants you to be filled with God's word. The word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Psalms 119 and 105. Acknowledge God in all of your ways and he will show you which path to take. Proverbs 3, 6. God wants to guide you in every situation that you're facing. God wants the best for you. And he only does what is good for you. He doesn't do any evil to his children. Job, a wealthy man in the Old Testament, in the book of Job, he lost everything except his position with God. He lost his children he lost his finances, he lost his oxen and his donkeys. Job lost everything, but he did not lose his standing with God. That's one thing Satan could not get because Job knew. He didn't understand everything that was going on around him, but one thing he did understand, God won't do anything evil to me. You see, Job kept his right standing with God. When his wife said, why don't you just curse him and die? 
And Job said, no, Job refused to curse God. He was not going to lose his position with God. He was well aware of it. The Bible tells us that at the end of Job, that Job saw God in a different way. He said, I've heard of you with the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes see you. In spite of everything, Job stayed faithful. He kept his faith in God. Whatever you are going through, whatever the situation may be, don't let the enemy who comes to rob, steal, and kill steal your position with God. He wants to come by and steal the word of God out of your heart. He wants to come by and rob you of faith. But God has hidden a spirit of himself, his divine nature, and a vessel of clay. Even though Jesus had not yet appeared, Job knew that he belonged to God. To curse God and doubt him, to sin and turn from God, Job wasn't allowing Satan to steal his position with God. Through Job's pain and suffering, he came to know God in a new way. He came to a different relationship with God. When we go through suffering, we can come through as pure gold. Job had one fact perfectly clear in his heart. And because of that, we know out of the heart come the issues of life. Job kept his love for God. He kindled in his heart. And no matter the hardship, he could not be moved. Job was tormented by boils all over his entire body. But that didn't change his position with God. Job knew that nothing could change his position with God, as long as he kept the love of God within his heart. This is how powerful believers are born. Out of the ashes comes a spiritual giant. I'm talking about someone walking with God. Can you and I maintain our relationship with God and never be moved? We absolutely can. Because you see, God has a requirement from each of us, and that is that we love him. It's the bond of love. It's the bond of love that holds us in that relationship with God. Job loved God. He would not turn away from him. Jesus has established in us his spirit. When Jesus established God as our father, what does any good father want from his child? He wants relationship. He wants respect. He wants the child to have to honor him as a parent. But most important, a good parent wants love of the child. The heart of God is loving because he is love in its purest form. God wants to share with you the best of his kingdom, the best of all that he has. And that is he himself, his divine nature. And through that divine nature, You receive the inheritance as you are destined for the throne. I'm going to stop right there today. Joan is with me here today, and she has a special message for anyone who wants to give their life to Christ and be an heir to the throne. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. If you would like 
to make sure that you're going to heaven when you leave this earth. Take this moment, if you will, to accept Jesus' free gift of salvation. Please pray this to God from your heart. Just repeat after me. I'll speak slowly. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you are the Son of God and that you are God. I know that I'm a sinner and deserving of hell because I have gone my own way. I believe in my heart that you suffered and died on the cross to pay the price for my sins and that you arose from the dead. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of all my sins. Save me and take me to be with you when I leave this life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please help me to change from the inside out, to make you the Lord of my life. Help me to become a new person in the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, sincerely believing and asking him into your heart as Lord of your life and declared that you will live for him, you are now a child of Christ and an heir to an inheritance of eternal, everlasting life and will go to heaven when your life on this earth is over. If you truly believe these words when you prayed them, your life will change. You and others will see a difference in how you speak, how you act. You will no longer live for yourself, for your own selfish motives, but your passion will be to please our Lord and to love others and forgive others as God has just forgiven you. You will need to connect to a truly Bible-believing church that teaches and adheres to the principles of the Bible, because we all need accountability. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen tells us, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That means that you live for Christ, not for self. And that means you're never guilty of sin anymore because the Lord has covered it. Romans 3.23 reminds us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's sin. Romans 6.23 explains the wages of sin is death, but the gift, that's a free gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Matthew 10, 32 and 33 tell us, Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. So we belong to him. He calls us his own. If you prayed this prayer, we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, let us know by going to our website, Prayers Heard in Heaven. That's run together, PrayersHeardInHeaven.org. 
And if you would just write us a note, there is a link at the bottom of the webpage for an email. Also, we would love to put a book into your hands entitled Steps to Jesus. It is completely free, no cost to you. Just request this book in your email. Give us your prayer request. Let us know if you would like someone to pray with you or to call you. Again, that is prayersheardinheaven.org. Thank you. Back to you, Valerie. Praise and Thank you, Joan. God bless you. I'm Valerie Sneed, and you're just listening to Joan Roden. We're with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. To make a prayer request, go to prayersheardinheaven.org. Click the link at the bottom of the page. To receive a free copy of the book, Steps to Jesus, just request it in your email at prayersheardinheaven.org. That's prayersheardinheaven.org. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 